0: Winter is coming. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. (laughs) The show starts in... Welcome back to the Hold Up What podcast. Sorry, I thought I heard something outside. Episode number 78, we have BG Baby stopping in, saying hi. <laughs> Don't forget this is filmed or recorded. Filmed. Many people using film to do a podcast. Uh, recorded live on or streamed live on Twitch and YouTube while this is recording before I upload it to Substack and then inevitably um, Spotify, Apple, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcast from. So... I know that I was off for um, last week, a whole week. Had a little unexpected, eh, unexpected, une- unexpected work trip to Las Vegas, Nevada, um, just because there was a tech conference and we needed to spend money. And they're like, pack your bags, you're going to go to Vegas. So it was cool. I mean, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with what we do day to day. It was uh, a big waste of money, big waste of taxpayer money. But it was, uh, I guess, useful. I guess some things you learn from it, some things you don't really. I'd say 90% of it was useless. The 10% was like, if we use this product, which we don't, it would be nice. But again, we don't. So anyway, before I keep going on that, we're going to get in this date in history, September 25th. History has its on, on September 25th. 1957, the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division escorted nine black students, known as the Little Rock Nine, into the previously segregated Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas. This was a pivotal moment in American civil rights movement, but it also revealed the deep-seated racism and animosity that still existed in parts of the United States at the time. The students faced extreme hostility and aggression from many of their white classmates and the community. The situation was so tense that President Dwight D. Eisenhower Ike felt compelled to send in the army to enforce the Supreme Court's desegregation ruling. For all the Forrest Gump fans out there, that scene was in Forrest Gump. Ah, The girl dropped a book and he was the one that went up, picked it up and (laughs) brought it in. He waved. Uh, He said a famous line. I'm not going to repeat it because out of context, it's going to sound awful. But he said the mama just brushed him off with a broom talking to a black guy and the black guy just like stared at him like what the fuck so anyway we're gonna move on we got um we're gonna talk about vegas we're gonna get into some of the observations i made when i was over there plane etiquette how to handle yourself on a fucking airliner as if this isn't 2023 and we've had commercial jets since like i don't know the 60s 70s maybe i don't know but it's you would think people know how to act on these fucking things but they don't and we're going to go over some of the etiquette, some of the observations I made being in Vegas. And then we're going to tackle some bigger topics. But first, what really irked me, uh, what really chapped my ass, what really gets under my skin. I guess that was three, three prefaces I made there. <laughs> but something that I've noticed, and I said this, uh, I think on the 9-11 episode, like, All It was about all the 5Ks that went on during 9-11, and it was like, oh, we're doing a 5K for 9-11, and then someone else is like, we're doing a 5K for 9-11. No, we're doing a 5K for 9-11, and then we're doing a workout for 9-11, all this stuff. And what I've noticed over the years, and I think more recently I've picked up on it, is CrossFit seems to be the most patriotic, I guess, workout group, cult? I don't know what you want to call it, because CrossFit's like its own thing, fitness, uh fitness category, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know. But they have a stranglehold. I don't even say that. I don't think anyone was vying for this position. I don't think there was a race or anything, but they kind of just seated themselves. Some would say they bogarded the fucking thing into being the patriotic sect of fitness. They uh everything they do, or not everything they do, CrossFit's a good workout. We've done it a few times. Not for me. Just doesn't do it for me. But they they like to do Workouts based on the holiday. And then they wrap it in patriotism a lot. And it's kind of weird. It's a weird thing. Like, hey, we're going to do this WAD today, which is the workout of the day. And we're going to do this WAD today. And it's going to be in remembrance of the fallen on 9 11. Or it's always military. It's a lot of the times it goes around the military. Someone in the the fucking. What's the what's the surprise there? BG, baby. Somebody in the town community in the news, something happened a service member dies and CrossFit's like, our time to shine, baby. And then they're just like, we're going to do this workout for them and it's going to be for this person and we're going to wear 15 pound vests and it's going to be badass and we're going to, you know wrap ourselves in the flag or wear a t-shirt that says usa on it and we're gonna listen to fucking bruce springsteen during the workout during the wad but a lot of the time it doesn't make any goddamn sense like they have a real good stranglehold on uh (laughs) um lieutenant michael murphy the murph they got that one figured out there's a bunch of those workouts too you can go in there there's a bunch of workouts named after some dudes that died in the line of service but the murph one's probably the most famous one and it is a tough workout and people at work love To do it because A, it's a tough workout. BG baby, you deserve a viewer. Appreciate it, BG baby. (laughs) It is a tough workout. It does fucking suck when you do it. But you get a lot of blowhards that do it because if you're in the military, you pretty much work out like that anyway. You know, you're usually wearing more layers than you should, or you're wearing a ruck. So you don't have to wear the vest all the time. And we work out probably mandatory like three times a week. And I'm in the Air Force and we gotta do that shit. The Army and Marines work out a lot more. Navy SEALs obviously work out way more than all of us. So um, they have the Murph, right? But then there's other ones that they like to do. But the Murph is obviously the most famous one. And what I found out is the people that take these things way over the top, right? They say, I would be in the military, but... That's a lot of the shit that goes on because the people in the military are in the fucking military. They don't need to say I'm in the military, but or they don't have to strap a fucking vest on to go work out and be like, oh, I'm doing this for the troops. It's like, no, you you know, we don't do that. It's not a thing we do. What's cringy and what's really fucking annoying is the people that aren't in the military, but play like they are during these workouts. And again, like I said in the beginning. If CrossFit's the one that guarded the patriotic stance of being, we're going to name workouts after service members, and we're going to work out on the 4th of July, wad and all this stuff, then this gets associated with you. So what they do is they pop themselves full of fucking caffeine, they get all hyped up, and they psych themselves up, and then they work out, and they're like, yeah, man, I could definitely be in the military. And It's like, ah, eh, if you could, you would. Or you just don't want to. You just You're just masking it. So in my experience, it's a bunch of betas that either wish they were in the military, they, they, they think the military is awesome, which is great. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you also shouldn't be rah-rah, I wish I could, but I'm not going to do it because it's just, it's lip service. You sound like a fucking idiot, you know, like, oh, I'm going to do this in honor of the troops. It's like, that's not doing, what you're doing when you work out like that is literally nothing to help the troops. You're doing it to make yourself feel a little better and you kind of look like a fucking idiot at the end of the day. Like, oh, I did this one. I did this fucking. I did my Murph challenge. And you know what? It was for the troops. No, you're a a fucking. I was going to say something that was homophobic. (laughs) You're a fucking beta male, man. Go away. Just shut the fuck up. Either you get in or get the fuck out or shut the fuck up. You can't have all of it. So... Go mask these nuts. How about that? We're going to move on. BG Baby's asking me if I can count to 10. I can count to 10. Count down from 10 or count up from 10? We're going to count down from 10. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What's the surprise here, kid? Because we're going to be moving on. This is actually the first time I'm recording. Actually, second time. Because Frocon did the one where someone's talking to me in the chat while I'm recording it. Which is fine by me. It's the whole point. But anyway, we're going to move on to the Vegas observations. Because when I was in Vegas, I noticed a few things that are a little awkward. Because I went to Vegas at this point 10 years ago or so. BG Baby 75 says here. There's a surprise coming. I don't know what it is. But... Anyway, while he, while BG baby 75 gets whatever the surprise is out and ready to go, I'm going to continue to talk. It's dead air out here. So I get on this plane, right? And we had to leave at, from my house. Oh, nice. Appreciate the the new viewer. So we had to leave my house at like 5.45 AM, drive an hour to the airport, check in. We have TSA pre-check, which we're going to get into. I didn't see it. Um, we park the car, we get out, all this stuff. We get in there, TSA pre-check. If you don't have it, get get it get the clear whatever the clear id whatever it's called cut the whole line you just feel like you feel like a fucking you feel like royalty walking through that tsa pre-check line so anyway we get on this plane immediately someone fucking farts it, it's and it it happened on the way there and the way home someone farts immediately just smells and it's like yeah we're in this tin can together can we fucking not next point can we fit anybody else in this thing? I understand money, fuel, all this stuff. Everything's expensive and they got to they got to squeeze every dime they can out of these planes flying. So I get that we're on top of each other, but like fucking Christ, can we not can we not fit any more people? Can we just have a little bit of space? And I got to give credit because American Airlines usually sucks. I'm not. I'm usually not an American Airlines guy, but I didn't book the tickets. This was through the military. They book the tickets for you. They send you the ticket confirmation and that's it. And it's usually the cheapest flight they can get outside of like Spirit and Frontier. They don't want you flying on those because they, they have bad reputations and you can get like bumped off the flights easy. So you fly American, it's fine. But they fucking pack you in there like sardines. And then when you're on the goddamn thing, they're like, oh yeah, Wi-Fi, connect to it. You connect to it. It's like, yeah, we're going to charge you for this. You can could, you could pay for an hour. You can pay for two hours. You can pay for the whole flight. You could pay a subscription for a year or forever, all this stuff. And then it's like, well, if you have T-Mobile, which I do, you can use four full-time sessions a, a year. So it's basically two trips there and back, two round trips you can do. So we got lucky there. And then they give you like the free soda. And you're like, all right, cool. Or water, drink, whatever. But then it's like, all right, how about some peanuts? And they're like, Seven fifty. I'm like, no, I just wanted one bag, and they're like, no, yeah, seven fifty. If you want a bigger bag, it's like thirteen fucking seventy five. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, where do you get off of this? The nickel and diming that goes on on these aircrafts is insane. Everything costs at least eight dollars. I just said 750, but you know what I mean? You have to get the card out. And the only reason on the way home is I was starving on the way home. The only reason on the way home, I didn't get anything to eat from the cart. And all I just needed, just a little nosh, you know, a little something to hold the stomach over for the flight home. I was afraid my card was going to get declined and the entire <laughs> flight was going to hear it. No, it, I know it's not going to get declined. I know how much money's on there. I know how much money's on my credit card. I know the credit. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not near it at all. I know I can fucking, I know I can do all this. So I'm like, I just don't want, I don't want to risk it because that's probably the most embarrassing thing that can happen because she swipes it, it beeps. And if it like does the negative beep, like you fucked up, everyone's going to know about it. So I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> not going to eat anything on the way home, but I got lucky on the way home. The seat in the middle was empty. So I had the window, empty seat, and then dude on the outside. But next observation on the way there, got stuck with the lady next to me. Who's tiny little fucking thing with her husband to the right on the window. And she keeps pushing my elbow off the rest. And I'm all for sharing. Like, you get it here, I'll get it there. You know, if it, if you fall asleep, I'm going to nudge you off. You know, if you're reading a book or something and I'm like leaning one way, then we can, you know, we can give and take. It's a compromise. But this lady insisted on pushing my elbow off every time. And not in an aggressive way, but just enough where I didn't have to like push back. Just one of those things you're like, God damn, can we just share or not? She didn't want to share the whole way. So whatever. And then she... I actually ended up falling asleep on her husband, like, laying over him, so it wasn't too bad, but it was annoying for the first, like, three hours of the flight, and then the fucking bathrooms, so the bathrooms, like I said, they gotta squeeze every inch out of they they can out of this place, I'm a pretty big guy, you know, I'm 6'5", sitting at, like, 240, 250 after this summer, but I go in this bathroom, I'm, like, crouched over, it's tight. It's Everything's on top of you. It smells like shit. It's just miserable. And I'm like, can we just... I understand there's three bathrooms. There's the first class one, the economy one, and then there's another economy one in the back. Can we make one of those like an adult size? We don't need to be on top of it, piss going everywhere. The plane is turbulence, which is another thing. Turbulence is worse than it's ever been. I haven't flown that often. I don't fly that often. You would think I would because I'm in the Air Force, but I don't fly that often. However, this was the bumpiest ride there and back I've ever had. And I think I did read somewhere that turbulence is worse than ever because of like climate change. Like The air temperatures are all fucked up and like the flying levels are all jacked up. So we're flying in thicker air when there should be thin air. So it's just mixing. And I used to be a weather guy, so I know how turbulence works. So th- it does make sense if that's the case. But I haven't done weather in forever and I hated forecasting for turbulence. So fuck that. And then the people that argue with the flight attendants. Like, can we please not ruin their day because you're an asshole. We're all on the same flight. I'm sorry that your fucking phone died and they don't have a charger. This is the kind of shit that people are bitching about. Some All you do is pretty much ask someone next to you if they had a charger, and then you can do it. My stupid ass brought a USB-C charger that had to be plugged in with like an outlet, so I couldn't charge my phone. I didn't need to because I had my iPad and I was fine. But in a case like that, I would just ask the person next to me, hey, do you have an iPhone charger? If they said no, I'd ask the person, hey, do you have an iPhone charger? You know, something along those lines. But I wouldn't make a singing yell at the flight attendant for not having a charger. And if they're listening, American Airlines, you could probably sell those things on the plane for like $45, $50 a pop. Get the little cheap ones from like the flea market, I guess. Whatever. They, go to like Amazon, get the cheapest fucking iPhone chargers, sell them all. a pop because people forget these things. Time zones can go go to hell still. I'm 35. I'm never going to figure it out at this point. TSA pre-check, like I said... It's like feeling like royalty walking through that line. Yeah, you you're you see like that long ass security line. People getting yelled at by the TSA agents. Take your shoes off. I said walk. I, and the guy's like, "I have my belt on." He's like, "I told you to take it off." And no, I have metal in my pocket still. And you know they're all getting yelled at. They're getting randomly searched. It's usually the darker shade of people that are getting randomly searched. And then the occasional white guy gets searched. And then you go over to the TSA pre check line and you're like, oh, I just have to put my backpack down. You you run it through. They're like, you can't have that bottle of water, kid. I'm like, all right. Then you just dump it out in front of you or let you drink it if you want. All right. See you later. That's it. In and out. You don't have to take your shoes off. No belt, nothing. Again, you get randomly searched through there too, but it saves at least 25 minutes. So if you fly more than once a year, you got to get it because it saves you a shitload of time. And then once we're in Vegas, right? So we get there and the time difference is all fucked up because we left. Our flight took off at nine and we landed at like 1130. It was all jacked up. Well, my body's telling me it's like four in the afternoon at this point because I've been up since like five. So I don't know what's going on. It's hot. I'm wearing a sweatshirt because it's cold here and then hot over there. We have to get the rental car. We have to do all this stuff. And I don't know what it is, but I've noticed a lot of older people working, not like old, like you know, it's like they're retired or anything. These are like 55, in point 55 and 65. They probably shouldn't be working. If they are, they probably shouldn't be working these shitty jobs, like getting yelled at, like customer service people. I kind of felt bad for them. It didn't sit right with me that they were working, but they're just doing their job. So it's all good the food phenomenal in Vegas. And they have a variety of everything. So like you can go to a Chinese buffet, steaks, burgers, anything. Pretty much any, and they have like the like the crazy shit. Like I ate a burger that was it was uh, at a Heart Attack Grill. If you Google it, TikTok it, whatever, it's it's on it's on a diner's drive-ins and dives, Triple D with Guy Fieri. We went there to eat. We went to a few restaurants on the strip. Like the food was awesome. I got food poisoning, but we get into that a little bit, but everything's fucking overpriced, (laughs) like insanely so. So when you go travel with the military, they give you a per diem every day, plus like your regular salary. And a per diem for this place is, because it's so expensive, is $69 a day, which is like the maximum you can get for the United States. When you go overseas, you get paid more, but $69 a day, you think is a lot. And then you just get like Chicken fingers and fries, and it's like seventeen ninety five, and that's the cheapest thing on the menu or something. So like, you, I mean, you get like a burger, cheeseburger, something like that. You're paying fucking thirty two dollars for a cheeseburger and fries with a drink, and then they hit you with the no free refills. All this shit. And then if you want a beer, you know what I mean? Then you're paying six, seven dollars a beer. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like if you went to a stadium and you fucking ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I don't eat breakfast, so we were good. The hotel, same shit. Stayed in the Hilton. It was every, they had a marketplace, right? And you're like, all right, it's a marketplace. It's a store inside the hotel. Do so you know it's going to be expensive. This was asinine, some of the prices they had in this place. I got, because I had food poisoning, so I got a Gatorade Zero. And I'm not talking like the 32 ounce one. I'm talking 16 ounce Gatorade Zero. It was like $650 credit only. Not even debit nothing. Credit only. I'm like, all right, this is crazy. So like I'm sick. So I have to get Tylenol, all this shit while I'm there, because I'm not gonna call the Air Force and be like, hey, you gotta send me to a doctor, because that would be a whole can of worms. I get all this shit. I spent like $60 just on like Gatorade, Tylenol, basic stuff. And I'm like, this is it insane. And then comes in the tipping. And this is where I drew the line. This is the I'm, i I have always been known as a good tipper. There's never a, there's never a scenario or no one's ever told me I'm a shit tipper. It's just never happened. It's always like so the way I calculated in my head, anything in between $20 and $30, anything below like $25, right? Anything 25 and below. I tip $5 in between five and seven, depending on the service. Anything above 25 is 10, up to 50. Anything 50 and above, it's like 15 and so on. It's, if it's 70, anything 75, 80 plus, I'm tipping $20. I don't really spend more than $100 on a restaurant. So like I've never had to tip more than that, but like $20 to $25 is the most I'll ever tip. And that's if, like, the $25 mark, that's a $100 meal. Like, that's like a steakhouse. And then you're getting really good service on top of that. That's like, I'm. that's, and that's like a 20 to $25 tip. Or if we get hooked up somewhere, you know, something like that. This was, you have to tip everybody. And I understand it's Vegas. I've been there before, so I get it. But I feel like this was over the top. This was like all the ladies. So I remember that little marketplace I told you about where I spent $60. So I go in there and I'm like, all right. I get all this shit, swipe my card and like, want to leave a tip? And I was like, no, like, you know, you didn't do anything. You just, you you didn't even touch my card. You didn't do anything. You're just standing there making sure I don't steal the shit. And there's a security guard there too. So I don't know what this lady was thinking when she asked me if I wanted to leave a tip and she gave me like this, like, like one of those. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like you didn't do anything. You put the, you put my shit into a bag. Congratulations. And it wasn't just like, leave a 5%, 8% tip. This was leave 15, 20, 25. And I get it. You're in the city that literally is all money. Everything over there is money. So I get it. If I came back big from the casino that night, I probably would have tipped a lot more. I would would have been more open to tipping. But I only gambled a little bit because, again, I was there for work and I had to be the adult in the room because the kid I went with was kind of wild. Not going to talk shit about him, but I had to be more of the adult in the room, which is rare for me. The rare time I'm the adult. But I'm like, yo, they really get you in this place. They Everything is a tip. We went to a cigar shop, right? And like this lady was knowledgeable. She's like, here, here's what you, you want. Something that's like chocolatey, that's sweet. Or you do you want something that's like heavy that you're going to drink with like a whiskey or something? I'm like, give me the heavy stuff. I don't want like the chocolate flavor like it's good for like a couple puffs here and there but you're gonna get too chocolatey and then you wake up tomorrow and everything's gonna taste like chocolate so give me the hard stuff she's like okay she gives me she's she's like here's like a $90 one here's a $60 one here's a $40 one here are the lengths all this and that I'm like, all right, cool hooks it up I get it again like do you want to leave a tip like no like I'm sorry but I don't like I I, <laughs> I don't want to leave a tip I ended up leaving like $10 I think I spent like $60 on this fucking cigar but I was like, because I was already shit-faced at that point. <coughs> so I was like, what the fuck? All this lady did was just open up a fridge full of a, a humidity, humidity-controlled, humidity temperature-controlled room. Climate-controlled room. That's what I'm going for. Climate-controlled room. And just showed me the differences between the two. Like, it wasn't like she did anything crazy. And I was like, this is only day two. And I'm sick of... The tipping shit going on. Like, is like tip fatigue. I heard the phrase tip fatigue for the first time. And it's true. Like, everywhere you go, especially now, you can go anywhere. You get a coffee. I don't drink coffee, but you go to like the gas station, right? Or the convenience store down the road, the deli, the bodega. <laughs> you buy. Anything, Gatorade, Red Bull, something quick on your way to work, banana. Do you want to leave a tip? Like, no, fuck no, I don't. But you look like a shithead when you don't. Like, this used to never be a thing, but now it is, where everything, because it's all machines. It's all swiping the card, putting the chip in, hold your phone near the reader, and it's easy just to hit, yeah, quick 5%. But if you do that over and over again, it's going to add up. So it's annoying as fuck because Vegas was was this annoying little thing on steroids where it wasn't just like tip 3, 4, 5, 6%. This was tip 15, 20, 25, 35%. Like imagine tipping 50% on something for a Gatorade. That's just insane to me. So the bigger point out of this whole thing is remember i said earlier how the older people were working and it kind of freaked me out like there's an old like there's just old people El, not even elder elderly just the older people are working oh, that's kind of weird you know usually vegas is it's all tits and ass out there but uh, you know that's kind of what it is like you go somewhere you want like not that this is going to sound misogynistic but you want like the hot ass waitress that's coming around i guess i mean that's what i the last time i went that's what it was granted we were on a bachelor party but um it's just weird when you get like a You see a lady working and you're like, damn, she's been working her entire life and she's still being a waitress. Like, I don't know, just kind of made me feel like awkward, you know, like I just felt like weird about it. This doesn't feel right, you know, and then you feel obligated to tip more. But, you are like, she probably made some mistakes in her life. Maybe she didn't. Maybe this it's the entire system just not working and it's all fucked up, you know, because no one gets paid what they should get paid to do their job. Can't even afford to work. So we're going to wrap this up. It's been 29 minutes. I've been rambling on for a while. But we do have some news I want to get into. But before I get into that, we're going to go over a couple things. Loosely, this isn't a sponsorship at all, loosely affiliated with. <laughs> and you can find these links in the description on my Substack or in the Spotify or the Apple description as well. Because I set my bets every Thursday now, DraftKings sends me a link says, so push this link out. I get like 10% of their bets. You get a free bet. I think it's like up to $200. You bet $5, you get free $25. So up to $200. So if you spend all this money, you get more free money, free bets, all this stuff. The sports, DraftKings Sportsbook link is in the bio. Robinhood, you get a free stock. Clicking on the link. And I, I also get a free stock. And then there's life insurance for some fucking weird reason is on there. So if you want life insurance, ladder life which was the one I use, alongside my military one, because you never know. Also a link in there as well. But we're gonna move on from that real quick to the street the podcast schedule. So we've been doing five days a week, which is great. However, towards the end of the week, I kinda run out of steam on topics to talk about. And that's no fault of anyone's besides my own. Because it is exhausting talking this long. And at some point, there's some points where I have to like stretch to make content. You know, I'm like talking about stuff that has nothing to do with anything. I could talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but that can only go so long, you know? And I don't want to be the guy that's talking about the daily news every day. That's kind of weird. So podcasts will be out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right? The clips will be out Tuesday and Thursday from the previous day. All the podcasts are still going to be out on YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, Apple, all this stuff. So you're still going to get... I would say the same amount of content, just not daily. It's going to be every other day. And then probably on weekends too, I'll add another one in there because I got some free time on the weekends now. And that's just only because I have school, School works kicking my ass. Uh, taking a three-level class is not the same as a two-level class, and it's definitely not a one-level class. They're expecting you to do a lot more fucking work, and doing it at work has, it's been working, but sometimes shit comes up. And it takes me away from doing that during the week. So instead of rushing to do all of it last minute on like a Saturday, I'm like, how about I'll catch up on schoolwork and all the extra shit I got to do Tuesdays and Thursdays. Still going to continue to stream at night. Still going to get that done. But instead of doing five times a week on the podcast, we're going to do three, hopefully four and go up from there. So we're choosing quality over quantity at this point. And hopefully it's more enjoyable. But the clips Clips will still be out there. Still going to be pumping those fucking things out. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep this going. Right now we're on cruise control. And uh, we're going to try to find a way to dial this up a little bit. Dial it up to 11 because we got to make some noise on this thing. So that's going to wrap this up. We're at 33 minutes. Still live on YouTube and Twitch. We're going to be streaming NBA 2K tonight. we got the squad on, hopefully. And we're going to get out of here. So I'm going to stop recording. I'm going to keep it streaming on Twitch and YouTube. And we will see you when we see you.